Hey, Flow means it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. We are so happy to have our end of the year program that we always do. It's the Flow Me Roundtable. We get all the mods together. We are short Corey, though, which we are very sad. Has very good reason to be out. So he's with family. He's important stuff. We definitely didn't want him to miss that, but we are missing him in our conversation. But we just wanted to check in with everyone. So we've got Kevin, Sarah Feba, we've got Fernando, we got Joel, and of course myself. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Spectacular. Very good. Yeah, good. Well, hey, why don't we just check in and see how everybody's doing? How did the year <laughs> treat you so far? And and uh, what's uh, what's new? What's uh, what stuff that's uh, you had to overcome or any challenges you faced? So I guess we can start with you, Joel. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, everything's going pretty good. Um, challenges that we faced so far, our business, uh, as far as all the moderators go, um, the business that my wife and I run is the youngest business out of all of them. Uh, we've had our business now for about five years and it's been growing. So a lot of the things that we're going through that's new to us, um, everybody on the moderator team has been through already. So uh, from learning um, how to train, how to hire, uh, bidding large jobs, everything's like that. It's always a new challenge all the time. So this year um, was our largest year that we've had so far, the most work that we've done. And it was a lot of stress going into this year, preparing for the work that we do. So most of our work is done over the course of about three and a half months over the summer. We do a lot of work with um, schools, colleges, and everybody wants done at the same time uh, over the summer break. So this year for my wife and I, um, it was stressful preparing for that, planning for it. Um, we also have been trying to hire new employees. We've lost good employees. Oh. They've moved away. <clears throat> so, um, different, different challenges, different struggles. Um, but we're almost at the end of the year. So I think we've made it somewhat successful. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. awesome. What's your biggest uh, challenge with uh, hiring right now? Biggest challenge with hiring right now is that uh, we're going into the winter. And so we are picking up somebody um, and uh, well, actually they just got sick. Um, they tested <laughs> positive for COVID and their first day was supposed to be Monday. So today, oh. Sunday, they're supposed to start tomorrow and we have a big project and they're not going to be there. Yeah. Um, so going into winter work, you almost never want to hire anybody going into the end of the year. It's always slow and you're always worried that you're going to set an expectation for somebody and then not be able to fulfill it. Um, fortunately, <clears throat> we've had some work coming around this time of year, but it's still going to be difficult going through February. So um it's going to be difficult to train them right now because uh, what we do have is not the um, easy work. We're going to be throwing them into the fire. And then once we get through it, there's going to be nothing until we hit spring again. So that's the biggest challenge right now. So you're going to burn them up and then he's going to have to rest and wait a while before he gets work again. That's right. After some of that interior work. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to do some interior work. Um, but even at that, we're going to be doing, lift work on the inside of some of these buildings and we're doing a lot of new construction right now. And that's usually not what you want to start somebody off on is new construction. 
because that's where you run the risk of damaging property a lot of times is removing construction debris from glass. Or they end up hating it. Yeah, yeah, or they think yeah, we had we had that happen. We had somebody come in part time to help, and I stuck them on a construction clean, and they worked two days. <laughs> yep. On. <laughs> yep. Yep. Very um, one thing I will say that's been interesting this year is we've added high dusting, um, which I think um, Kevin does a lot of high dusting, so that's yep, been got a job Monday. Yeah, the, we're going to be doing high dusting Monday with the new construction. Um, actually, one of the things we'll be high dusting is they have, uh, beyond just tall ceilings and ceiling fans, they have some 10-foot tall um, palm trees inside of the house, like at over a dozen of them. Oh, and so we're going to be dusting palm trees, which is great. <laughs> so it's it's always interesting. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you guys are are, are growing the, the, at the rate you're you're wanting to, right? Yes. Nice. Very good. Uh, Kevin, how about yourself, man? Busy as always. Um, as most people know, we're pretty much got a room of our own at the hospital, <laughs> so we're constantly keeping up with work there, work today. Now, is it one of those padded rooms, Kevin? Do you have to put on a special? Um, you know, HIPAA laws gave HIPAA. <laughs> we're not going to we're not going to talk about Kevin's mental deficiencies on the show because I'm sure there was a few people that would love to see me tied up in a bed. <laughs> Someday, Celeste being one of them. Do they make, do they make sleeveless jackets to tie you up? <laughs> sleeveless straight jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to. Otherwise, I'm going to lose cred if I get put into a padded room with the, with sleeves on. Get the Argus. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we're preparing for the convention in January. So we're working on a lot of different stuff for that. Um, you know, aside from preparing our own stuff to get there and what we need to do, then all the convention stuff that's going to happen. And then in addition to that, so what they... What they're doing new this year, um, the previous window cleaner of the year winner will uh, introduce, hand out the award to the new recipient. So obviously last year that was Taylor. So she's going to get to do that this year. So that means she's going to the convention, which is in Las Vegas. Uh, her and her fiance decided this would be a great time to get married. Oh, so we are going to go to Vegas, have the IWCA convention and have a wedding in, in the, the white chapel or whatever it's called at some oh, point. So we to, yeah. So we got to figure out when that's all, all going to happen. And for her, her fiance, his name is Roy. Uh, and he, he actually helped us today. So technically he's an employee now. Uh, and Celeste, it'll be their first visit ever to Vegas. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really interesting trip. So um, we, we fly in, I think on Sunday night, of course, there's a couple of board meetings that I have to go to and then the convention itself, some of the classes I'm doing a class this year. So I'll have, uh, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. I got to look, <laughs> I don't even know when that is um, to do the class and then we'll get the wedding mixed in there and, and all that good stuff. So it's, it's going to be quite a week 
for sure. I was so. wondering what that sparkle in your eye was. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure it was ever going to happen, to be honest with you. <laughs> and obviously, it's not going to be a traditional walk your daughter down the aisle wedding. Change but is always good. Yeah. And for for them, I think it's going to be great. I mean, it's yeah. they're they're neither of them are, are much of traditionalists. So yeah. um, being able to do something like this in Vegas, never going to forget it. Yeah. Right. You know, um, so I'm just hoping that it's Elvis that marries him. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> wow well that is that is some news that's going to be uh that's going to be exciting time i can't wait to it's going to be interesting yep, for sure and taylor on the iwca show uh that i host and it, just a lovely lovely person i mean i've spoken with her but it's always been very brief and just to have a little more extensive conversation with her was really nice you can see she's really uh, uh, t- taking her role seriously as part of the company. And, and you can see that she's really turning into quite a responsible business person. You know, she just, really yeah, she's made a lot of strides yeah. in the last, last several years. And, um, you know, I keep teasing her. She's got to gear up to, to take over when I retire next year. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah. Okay. Whatever dad. <laughs> so but are you retiring though? No. <laughs> I'm not All right, can we bleep that when uh Taylor sees this later you know honestly i guess maybe i should be looking forward to retiring but i just don't have the desire to not do anything so i would have to have something pretty good in the works yeah. to keep working on i am not for sure not the kind of person that's just going to retire and sit yeah. in the house and watch tv right. so what about full-fledged what about ret- like a, a general manager where you're you're not in the field so much and you're now <sighs> the office you know if it That's was be for my company maybe but i just don't work for other people all that well that's one of the reasons i have my own companies because nobody else will let well, me work for but, it. but that's what i mean is is hiring in the in the with the idea of replacing yourself in the field you know so you're yeah. you're, now, you're now the head of your company I don't know if I could stay out of the field then, though. Well, you don't have to to be like, oh, I I I know how to do this. Come on out, come on out, guys. I'll show you how to how to get this done. And I I think I would just kind of keep the same role. Um, I mean, less time on the glass for sure would be great. More time to travel, more time to do. I'd I'd like to do some more consulting and things like that. But yeah, um, as far as that's 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 certainly you know for someone like yourself, it still kind of feeds the desire to be out there and to have your hands on on the tools and on jobs and see it, but then you're not having to kill yourself, you know, six you know days a week, you know, and you can, you can, like you said, if you want to take a week off and go with your wife somewhere, you can do it. And the business yep. still continues on, you know, yeah. but, but that takes planning. You know, you got to start working out. That's where I'm at. I'm trying to work towards that. I, I might as well just talk about mine. Unless you've got some more to share. No, go ahead. So, so my situation is that I had an awesome year business wise. Um, I probably have the best crew I've had in a long time. Um, you know, so obviously there's some guys who need some help and work, but but nothing negative, you know, no, nothing that I'm like, oh, this guy is kind of hurting our business because of his attitude or because of being late or calling in all the time. I don't have any of those guys. All the guys are solid, you know, great, great, positive vibes, good culture. Everyone helps each other. You know, it's just a really great spot. And my number one guy is quitting at the end of this month. Oh. And I had him. Oh, no. He was the one I was thinking, I'm going to make him my general manager in about a year. 
and I'm going to step away and let him run the company for the day-to-day stuff and I'll handle all the stuff. So I'm kind of starting at square one now because my next guy in line who's great and he, I, I can absolutely count on him to get a job done, but I really can't count on him to run a crew, run crews, you know, and I don't think it's what he would want to do anyways. You know, he's definitely more, he likes to be given a line of work and go do it and do a good job at it. You know, he doesn't really like to tell other people what to do. So that's kind of a big bummer. So that's readjusting my goals for next year now a little bit to try and see what I can do for that. You know, what do you think that you did differently to where you started to, to create like that really great crew where they're all, you know, kind of like those people that you want them to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, say that again. I said, what do you think that you did differently? Because you, you've accumulated all these great people. So you've, you've kind of gotten down the hiring thing. It seems like you're being able to weed out more easily the people who are not going to work out. And so now you've got yeah. this great crew. So, what was that change for you? So basically, the um, I found three of my guys from Indeed, my top three guys. Um, and a lot of it is patience. You know, um, I whenever I have to hire in, under pressure, it, it rarely goes well. Um and so what I did, I think, differently this year was instead of shutting off the ad totally, I paused it instead. And what that did was that allowed me to still continue to receive resumes as someone updated their resume. And so, like, the, the newest guy that I hired, he's from Wisconsin, and he had about three years' experience. And he's turned out to be awesome. I mean, just he's a young guy. He, he just had a baby. Him and his wife were going to have their first child. His, his dad and, and brother and some other family live here in Tucson. So that's why they moved because they wanted the baby to be around family. And um, he just, that week he, he got here, he put an ad in Indeed or, uh, you know, put a resume up in Indeed. It popped up in my inbox. I saw his his resume and I said, well, he's none of the guys I've interviewed and got rid of. <laughs> so I'll make him a call, you know, and I wasn't desperate for hiring at that time. But it just, he was, he had kind of all the, all the mark hallmarks of what I was looking for. I interviewed him. He had an awesome interview, just really down to earth, young guy, but still, you know, real responsible, polite, called me, sir, you know? And uh, so I hired him and I mean, he has been dynamite. In fact, I even hired his brother who had zero experience, but you could tell that it was just the way their family are. You know, he just had the same qualities, just polite, hard worker. And so he, they're a team now, they're a crew. And his his older brother is teaching the younger brother how to do the windows. And I got to work with them on a big uh, hospital that we did. And I mean, he's only been with me a month. And that guy's, you know, the, the brother. He's Sounds like you're going to be so your much. general manager a year from now. And maybe. <laughs> maybe right. But based on but, what I'm hearing. Yeah, you know, he, um, so that's, I, I guess I've just been more patient and, and just kind of allowed the, the, fishing line to sit in the, in the pond a little longer and not just throw it in only when I need workers. Um, I, the other thing that I, tr- I really have stuck to and done pretty well, except for when I get desperate is demand re- resumes an actual resume from them. And what that, what that seems to do is it weeds out the people who are just kind of lazy and want to just, they want a quick job. And if they really want to work for me, then if they don't have a resume, they're going to learn how to do a resume. You know, and I always tell them, look, I don't need it to look professional or or perfect. Just have a basic resume that shows me you you figured out how to make a resume (laughs) and you have references that I can call and verify, you know. And so my insisting on that um, 
has one helped kind of weed out a lot of the guys who are just going to be with me for a month and gone, you know, or sometimes an hour and a half and gone. Um, (laughs) And then it's, it's, I think it's also made the people applying, take my business more serious that, Oh, well, if they're asking for this, you know, they're, they're being picky. So they're trying to kind of rise rise up to meet my expectations on that. Well, I'm having set criteria like that. um, That's one thing that we always did when we had the large janitorial company was we had set criteria for the interview. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things that that was, was actually part of the interview process to see if they followed instruction. Mm-hmm. So if they were to bring us, you know, a resume or they were to bring mm-hmm. certain things with them, if they didn't have that, even on the interview, then we knew that we were looking at the wrong person because they weren't able to follow instruction. Mm-hmm. And that's very key to somebody that's going to work for you. So, you know, having something like this is a great way to, like you said, yeah. kind of weed out the ones that are just filling out, clicking on jobs. Yep. Um, now, does that help you have people not, not do the click? Cause you get, do you get charged? No, for- I, still, I still get the clicks. Now the, the thing that I did that minimizes that is I do say um, minimum two years experience required. Um, I don't hold to that. But that hopefully chases off people who are who clean the windows at Burger King, you know, yeah. and then they try to put, oh, I'm a window. I know how to clean windows. Hopefully it'll scare off most of those. It doesn't always. But I figure if someone really wants the job and they feel they can do it. They're going to still send me a resume anyways, because they still can. It doesn't like cut them off. Um, but then that's when I saw that this is kind of the next step that I do. If if they come in, they don't have or they show like kind of vague resume experience, you know, like it's not for a specific window cleaning company, but it's for like a janitorial or it's, you know, Walmart. Whatever. Then I start asking them, okay, so what are the brands you like to use? What's your favorite brands? And if they're not a window cleaner, they're going to say, oh, I use all of them. I like all of them. But if they're a window cleaner, they're going to say, oh, well, my favorite's Ettore, but I, I can use, you know, Unger. I've used Unger before or for commercial, I prefer Sorbo, I prefer warm. You know, don't start telling names. And if they're telling me those names, then I know, okay, this is a window cleaner. This is not someone who's trying to pretend to be a window cleaner. So, yeah. So, um, question for you, Gabe. The uh, Was that always your philosophy in terms of hiring people no. with experience? Because like for us, it's always been hire people with no experience so that we can train them. Yeah. And I, I'm detecting the switch that you went from well, no experience to experience. That's my how attitude. How do you incorporate that? How do you incorporate that with your current methods? And it has a how has that worked? It's, it seems to be working well. Well, my, that's my method or that's my strategy for Indeed. If I'm going to hire with no experience, then I try to hire off of reference. Like, for instance, I hired that worker's brother. I based mm. that on his referral that he says, I asked him, how is your brother? Is he like you? Oh, yeah, he's just as hard a worker as me. He's also really good with customers. He's going to fit in fine here. So I went off of his recommendation. So if I'm going to hire someone with no experience, I, I know enough friends and family who are business owners, not necessarily window cleaners, but business owners who kind of know what a good employee is. And so I call them up. Hey, do you know anybody, you know, early 20s, strong back, who can work hard, who's got good personality, who will fit in with my company? And then I start getting names and then I'll call I'll call them and do interview. <coughs> so so if I'm going to hire on no experience, I don't advertise for that. I'm not going to go down that road. Um, I'm, you know, that then you're going to be interviewing 200 people and try to whittle that down. So I'll go with about maybe 12 that I got from people who I know and trust 
and then that's kind of a smaller pool if I'm gonna if I'm gonna hire someone with no experience and train from the beginning. But, but that's what I'm talking about with Indeed. I just kind of left the hook out there. And that way, if someone who just like, a, you know, see, the problem with Tucson is there's so many companies hiring that we've all seen everybody's resumes in Tucson. You know, I've already gone through, you know, 40 different resumes. So every time I'm trying to look to hire, it's the same names. It's just the same names being recycled and floating around to the different companies. So I don't want none of them. So whenever I get a new name that, came from out of town or maybe just someone I don't recognize, then that's, that's when I'm like, Oh, I should call this guy and just see, grab them before one of these other companies get them. And you know, maybe I don't have a lot of work from now, but when I do have work, then, then I got someone already, you know? So that's kind of been my strategy with that. Uh, anyways. So that's the business wise. So my family life, uh, my daughter has had some health issues. Um, and it's not anything I think that my wife and daughter would become be comfortable talking about at this moment, but uh, it's one of those things where it's, it's not like her, you know, she's in danger of, of, you know, anything serious, but it's just, it's really affected all of our lives. And um, she had a really bad experience with her schooling last year. And she was in a, in a public school district and the only school really that would accept her because it was kind of limited was a terrible school. And, you know, we, I just never had that experience. And my daughter just, I, I felt like I threw her to the wolves and both students and teachers. And it was just a nightmare. So the summer was kind of a, um, like a, a licking our wounds period, you know, and we honestly did not know what to do because we were not going to send her there. And I couldn't, we couldn't afford to send her to, uh, um, you know, a private school or anything like that. So we we're trying to figure out what we were going to do. And it just, just so happened. My wife found a school literally 10 minutes away. We had never, ever heard of, but they, they cater to students who have uh, IEPs, which are like the uh, um, specialized, uh, what are they called? Um, where they make uh, not allowances, what's the other word for it? Accommodations. They make accommodations for students um, with disabilities and stuff like that. So we applied. Uh, we got in. There was only one spot left. We got the spot. Um, and then she, my daughter qualified for a grant from the state, and that paid our tuition for that school. And it has been night and day. Just she's actually she told us because um, she has a, a disability, specifically towards math. And she got an A minus in math this semester and nice. or or a quarter, I should say. And she said, I didn't know I was smart. She told me that. Oh. You know, and it just you hear that, it breaks your heart. Yeah, because uh, we know she's I mean, she's brilliant. She's really, really smart. She's artistic, she's everything. Just math is just difficult for her, you know. So that has been a huge thing to be able to guide her and get get more specific diagnosis and, and more things to kind of help us to be more specific in how we were giving, getting her the help. But the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because all the, all the, the first, the, the trying to deal with the school district in the first half of the year. And then the second, the work to find, to get into the school she's in now and to help her to get through all the trauma of the past school and to, now be succeeding in the new school 
I could not do that if I was in a regular nine to five job, you know, only because I have my business that I could take the days off when I needed to, to work and do that and to make the calls and to fill out the forms and to go on the visits and to get the, the diagnosis from this, you know, doctor over here. And, you know, it was like my wife and I were on the phone or in, in a meeting at least every other day. And if, if I were stuck in, you know, in a regular nine to five where I had to be in the office somewhere, my wife would have had to shoulder that whole thing herself. And it would have, it would have just been way too much for her. It would have been unfair. She would have done it obviously because it's her daughter, but to be able to share that load together and to be on those meetings with my wife, talking to the people, um, I'm just really appreciative for this industry that, um, my business could be in that spot where I could do that and the business went on without me and it was fine, you know, and then I could come back and check in and answer the questions and do the things, call the customers that needs to be called and all that stuff. And then go back and be with my family. Um, so I'm just really grateful for that, uh, that, that aspect of it and, and glad that uh, I'm on part. So it was, that's so that's great to hear that your daughter's saying so much better and that you guys found the right school or, our son has some learning differences too. And it's, it's definitely always like, you have to be your kid's advocate all the time. And, uh, you know, like you said, the meetings, jumping through hoops, all this kind of stuff. Um, but once you find the right school, I guess in our experience, it's like things just start getting so much better. And it, it feels so great to have like the school advocating for your child with you all of a sudden. Yes. No, that was really hard. Um, I told my wife um, that I had never, ever thought that a teacher would not have my, my daughter's best interests in mind. And that had always been my experience, you know, um, yeah. even the teachers who I thought were mean, I, I never would have thought they didn't want me to succeed in some way. And I went with, she went to the school and they were almost actively trying to put her in the worst spot possible for her, you know? And offered zero help, not even at our pleading, not even though she had, they had federally mandated IEP telling them they needed to give help, you know. So, it, yeah, it's just it's one of those things that you experience as a parent that you're just glad when it's it's over and and we can kind of go forward now, you know. So, yeah. Well, what about why don't we head on over to the Vandermeers here? How are you guys doing? How's everything going business wise and your new your new venture and how that's turning out? Good. Uh, so we started a second business. It's a uh, software business for Christmas light rendering. That has been an adventure all in itself. I feel like just like window cleaning was like a crash course when we started years and years ago. Uh, this kind of business is it's similar in those ways. And then trying to like divide our time. Uh, we've definitely have felt ourselves very very stretched. Um, our window cleaning business, uh, on a positive note, has increased its sales this year by right about 40%, which is great. That's awesome. Um, we had slower growth the previous two years, uh, but we thought that that was becoming like the norm. And so we were really surprised to see that. Um, Switch. <coughs> We haven't been in business much longer than Joel, like two years more, seven going on eight. Um, we're still struggling with some things with the window cleaning business. I, 
you described a nine to five earlier, and that's what I feel like we've built for ourselves, except it's from five to <laughs> 5 a.m. to, you know, 10 p.m. at night. And so our challenge is to try to work ourselves out of the field. Yes. And um, it feels like that's been our challenge for the last couple of years. And um, it's something that we're really struggling with because, like you said, Gabe, we've got we've got kids and, and we need to be, we need, we need that time. I mean, we have one daughter who's going to be looking at colleges here. She's already looking at colleges. She's going to be out. Yeah. Next, next year is her senior year. So that's just mind blowing. And then we have, <clears throat> you know, another daughter who's going to be a sophomore and then it, it's just going by too fast. And we're trying to figure out how to not build ourselves into more work in, in a way that it's like a nine to five. Right. Um, still struggling with employees in in a, in a certain way, finding good employees. But it's gotten um, a lot better. It I has would gotten say, better. And I, w- I would also say that our current crew are some of the best window cleaners we've ever had the privilege of working with. Yeah. They are efficient. I mean, like I said, our productivity has just gone through the roof. Yeah. Um, it's It's been great. And coincidentally, they're all female. Right. And uh, none of them is taller than five two. <laughs> we we learned that we learned uh, just need extra ladders. <laughs> we learned the impact of the absence of somebody, mm-hmm. and we hired we had hired Sarah's uh, cousin um, mm-hmm. a while back, and there was a lot of 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 back and forth. We were regularly communicating our needs, trying to um, achieve a certain level of efficiency and productivity, and just couldn't get above a certain number. And he provided a lot of great reasons as to why that wasn't possible or that he felt wasn't possible. But as soon as as soon as that separation occurred, it started happening. And mm-hmm with this uh, the work culture improved everything yeah with improved. with the with the female no less and I'm, I'm saying that because it surprised us because we were initially under the impression that we had to hire somebody who could wield a heavy ladder and you know you know what i mean it's it's hard work but they've taken it on and and what they what skills they tend to lack in terms of heavy ladder work they have pushed themselves to learn pole, you know, water-fed pole work and traditional pole work. So they have filled, they filled yeah. in the gap and they, there's some power when you, when you hire people that are good friends. So these two ladies happen to be the best of friends yeah. and they work so well together, very efficient. They're, you know, anticipating each other's needs. They're just working together. And it's like, and the third one gets along yeah. with the first two. Um, and so that's been such a blessing. Um, but yeah, what, what they can't, the things that they can't do, they compensate with having really, really good skills. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're looking at hiring. We've decided for this coming year, the best thing to do is to actually hire four part-timers instead of two more Mm -hmm. full-timers. So we can have like a a Monday, Wednesday, Friday group, and then a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday group. That'll give us an extra day of the week, which increases income. And then at the same time, uh, we're not stuck in this situation where somebody calls out and we're having to immediately like, you know, move mountains to figure it out. And we've also realized that we absolutely have to get out of the field. We're not, you know, 
I love window cleaning. I do it all day, every day, and so does Bubba. But we've realized when it comes to leadership and things like that, there's something to be said about having that managerial position in between you and your employees. Yeah. And um, when you don't have that, employees, I think, have a really hard time understanding why you do what you do and and that it's your company. But if they have that kind of like meeting in between, and we do explain to them and stuff, but, you know, it's it's good to have that barrier, I think. It's, it, it protects our employees from the fierce intensity that we, of, of mama bear, papa bear. This, <laughs> is our, this is our baby type, you know, like I think our employees feel it when we're there. Like we are so intense with that type A personality kind of. Yeah, we get hung up on perfectionism. Yeah. It's definitely, <clears throat> we call it first child syndrome. Mm. And we're both first children in our families. And so um, I guess recognizing that we're, we're getting in our own way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's half the battle. Plus we want to travel more and do stuff. Sorry. How often do you guys let your crews go out on their own without you guys being present? All the time. They they work alone most of, I would say 99% of the time. So So when you guys go out and do jobs, you guys go as a pair and with no employees? We, I have, I have one helper that helps me. Uh, she kind of goes back and forth between the teams and then Sarah helps me as well. It's, it's not so much the fact that we're working with them all the time. It's that, it's that I think that since Sarah and I are working so much, there's that, you know, morale. We're, we're not necessarily bringing a, um, you know, super excited vibe to the workplace. I mean, we do what we have to do to get the job done. Clients are typically happy and, and they don't notice it. The clients don't notice it. It's, it's the technicians that notice it. And we're coming to that realization that it's not necessarily something we're aware of. It's kind of like, it's a blind, it's a blind side that we have that, that they're they're, carrying a weight that they don't. Right. Right. That's, That's what it is. You're, you're doing exactly what they're doing. But you've also got to figure out, you're thinking of a hundred other things that are going on with the business that they don't That's have to worry That's about. That's exactly it. And so sometimes I say, if there's something I forgot, to, you know, I forgot to acknowledge with you guys or something, mm-hmm. please let me know because it's usually because I'm, I'm trying to do 20 things at the same time. Um, but I think <clears> you guys are wonderful and stuff, or sometimes we'll, you know, I am running in between jobs, trying to help wherever I can. And I'll show up at one job and I'll see like, oh man, this isn't done right. I'll be like, hey guys, <laughs> I kind of need you to do fix this, but you're doing great. Yeah. And then they, and then I'm gone again. And they're like, you know, <laughs> you know what? I, the reason why we think part-time <laughs> might be beneficial as well, because it might be a good uh, way to preserve, to, to protect yeah. morale. Yeah. Because it's such a physically intensive job as well. So like maybe bringing people in three days out of the week, uh, you know, that sense of urgency is no longer a part of the equation, you know? So yeah. we're just, ex- we're kind of experimenting, thinking out loud. These are some things that we've kind of thrown mm-hmm. at the wall, seeing if it sticks, you know? Yeah. You know what yeah. I tell all my employees, whether it's they're in the crew or in the office, I tell them. If you're ever wondering if I'm upset with you, I'm not. Because if I'm mad at you, you will know that I'm upset with you. I will tell you there will be no question, you know. And I try to be, you know, of course, if I if I let them know that I'm upset, I try to do it in a very, you know, 
kind way as much as I can. But I'm like, if, if I'm not telling you I'm mad at you, then I'm not mad at you. I'm just busy. I'm just I'm a very serious person when I'm working. I right. get in work mode and I'm okay with this, this, and this, and this. And I go down the line and I'm not always about niceties when I'm in that mode. So it's nothing about you. It's not, you know, or if I point something out that you should have done that you didn't do, it's not because I'm mad that you didn't do it. It's just, I want to make sure you do it. That's right. All, exactly. And, and I think since we're working with entirely with women, um, they also have a hard time sometimes letting us know things that mm-hmm. they would like to see. And so even though we're saying, yes, tell us, we want to know. And whenever they do, we immediately just, you know, get it done. Hey, you want to try this poll? Great. Done. We've bought it. Oh, hey, you know, you want to start uh, having a job at the very end of the day that's not as intense as the morning ones? Perfect. Done. Got it. But I think even then, there's always like that hesitation. Mm -hmm. And part of it is because we are the owners. And I think if there's like that managerial position in between, then they're going to the manager saying, Hey, I'd like this with the idea of like, this person's also an employee. And then they're communicating that to us. And, and we realized that if we get him out of the field and just hire more part-timers, we will literally be making more money. It's we're, we're our own roadblock. (laughs) You know, I was going to say, that I've only ever had one full-time employee and it's fantastic because you got somebody that shows up every single day and they're consistent and it's great. But the other two employees that we have, um, they're both part-time. And I think that everybody should have a mix of full-time and part-time because what's great about the part-time employees is usually if they're part-time, they don't need the income as much. You know, maybe they have something going on in their life that um, takes them away and, and they can't. And so what, you know, what I talked about before about not having work going into the winter, it's not as big of an issue with the part-time people because whatever commercial uh, route work that I have, I'm just going to let them do it. And if it's one day, two days for the whole week, they're happy. You know, they're missing one day of work, not a big deal. Another thing is that we're going through some terrible weather right now. And if they're flexible with their days and you can, you can shift it around, it helps out so much with scheduling, being able to be flexible. So you can, you can move support where it's at. If you got full-time, it's incredible. You never work alone. You've consistently got support, but it's, it's a really good thing to to have part-time mixed in there because you're able to shift manpower where it's needed um, that pressure as an employer of consistently providing work isn't as strong because if they want and that what they're looking for is part-time employment, um, they're not going to be, they're not going to complain about as much if you tell them they have more free time. They're actually probably going to enjoy it. So I think having a mix uh, yeah. is, is an incredible way to alleviate stress on yourself as an employer. Mm-hmm. Plus window cleaning is such a backbreaking job. I mean, you know, there's days where, I might sometimes like water fed polling all day or something like that. And then trying to do some ladder work and like, I feel like my shoulders are going to fall off (laughs) and that's not so bad when you're doing it for a few days in a row. But once you're, you know, you are having to put in those extra Saturdays because you're behind or whatever. And it's like weeks and weeks. 
it grinds on you. And we can see it in our full timers when things get really, really busy and it becomes more stressful for them. Um, So I think having that mix of part time mixed in there really gives people that that opportunity to kind of recuperate. Plus, we're not getting any younger. We're starting to feel (laughs) the effects. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, we got the Mandalorian. We saved him for last. So how, how are you doing, buddy? How's everything going? busy yeah um, yeah we've been super busy um i guess i hate to say this based on everything that i've heard but my my guys i've been out of the field a lot more this year a lot more and a lot of it has to do with you know family issues with my daughter and being in the hospital and all that i've managed to separate my four-man crew into certain jobs three-man crews send a solo guy out and they're super comfortable with it Mm-hmm. jobs where we've had you know buildings that used up four guys that are down to three guys now and they're nice. still knocking it out the ballpark and getting off early so i'm like oh wait a minute so that that's giving me the leeway to be able to stay away this job you see on my background here um we were there the week of thanksgiving we didn't work thanksgiving but we worked three days that week and then um i, I wasn't really doing much i was more like just helping out, making sure things were getting done. They're setting up properly. Um, if somebody needed one of their pressure washers run out of gas, I'll be there replacing it. So they didn't have to get off the lifts. They were just, everybody was rotating, working properly. And we got this job done in record time. Awesome. Um, efficiency, you know, that's one thing I've built. Um, and that's one thing I've been investing all year long. And, and it's proven to me that that hard work has paid off. My efficiency skills have paid off and I'm still working on them, you know, tweaking things here and there. My van is the one I'm currently working on. Um, But I think one of my other challenges, too, is going to be hiring. Um, And based on what I'm hearing, I think I'm going to also be leaning towards the part timer, you know, maybe three days a week, just because we are in the end of year season now. Uh, Usually starting the first quarter is somewhat slow for us. I don't know how it's going to start. Um, there are two big contracts waiting. Um, so that's a good thing. But because from previous experiences, I know that January, February, March, they're always kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll work three, four days out of the week if we're lucky. If it's not raining, you know, California rain, 10% chance of rain and everybody wants to cancel. Um, but uh, yeah, my, my team, I, I have no complaints. I, I, I don't have... Um, you know, I'm not I'm not on top of them as much as, you know, being that boss. They know if they do something wrong, they're going to hear it from me. I don't have to tell them <laughs> if they do something wrong on the job. They know they're going to hear it from me. I, I think that's I think that's the part where they're always striving to get things done right. So they don't have to deal with me. I, I'm not a I mean, I'm not strict, but they know, oh, the boss needs to talk to you. They're, oh, man, I did something wrong. What did I do wrong? So they try to avoid that on the job. And even even my guys, because on a job, all three of them are held accountable. Now, if somebody did something wrong that was really their fault and nobody else saw it, then I won't hold them all accountable for it. But if the team's working on a job site and they assign each other, hey, they rotate themselves too, like on the commercial jobs. Oh, you're doing bullshit this this week. Next next service, you're going to do boom. So they rotate, you know, whatever tasks that they have. 
there's a uh, rope work that they need to do. There's balcony work, a lot of railing glass. So they themselves, they said, hey, this this time around, you're going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Next service. And they've been doing it. I didn't even know about that. I thought it was just the same guy working on the outside, working on the inside. And then all this. I'm like, whoa, you guys got a little good, cool system. So when I decide I want to come into work, no, 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 no. Just stay away, man. You know, let us do our <laughs> thing. And uh, we don't need you on the job. I'm like, okay. Wait a so I'll drive by. Where are these guys? Oh, there they are. Oh, yeah. Right, because you're you're uh, you've got the Mandalorian ready to show up when necessary, right? I show up with my helmet, do like, enforcer. <laughs> what, did, what, what did I do now? Um, yeah, no, I mean they don't want to meet the Mandalorian. They want to keep him happy. They they do, yeah. No, they're that you know I take care of my guys. That's one thing you know. Um, companies that I've talked to in the past, and, and they tell me things. You know, the first thing to, you know, if you want to know something about a company, talk to the employees, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's all about, do we look out, do we look after our employees? You know, they're just not someone there that's going to generate more money for us. You want to keep them happy. They have families too. They have wants too. You know, we, I spoil, I spoil my guys a lot. Um, why do I do that? Because I know that the efforts they put on day in, day out, every single day throughout the year. And this year <clears throat> has been the busiest for us. Um and I haven't been as active in the field a lot. Um, and I mean, what else can I say? Efficiency has really paid off. <clears throat> it has really I'm, paid off for me. I'm not even exaggerating, Nando. I want to see you teach a, a course on efficiency at one of the IWCA conventions. I think you would you know do what? an awesome job. The, the only thing... Um, that holds, holds me back a lot right now is just, you know, dealing with my daughter's health issues. Uh, she was just, she's what, we're in December 12th already. So she's just about a month <coughs> fresh out of a hospital. She was a 30 day hold in the hospital. She mm -hmm. was really bad with, you know, you guys know her story. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only difficult part. And, and me getting away from the home, it, it's like, you know, it just puts a lot of weight on my shoulders. Like, you know, okay, are they going to be okay? And, and she can get sick from one minute to another. But it is something, you know, I've thought about, you know, uh, preaching and, and, and showing because my pictures, my work is a result of mm -hmm. efficiency. You know, yep. what do I need to do to get things done right? Efficiency. How much has your efficiency? It costs me thousands of dollars, but I can show up to a job site and I can make that money back in a quickness. So I got another big uh, plan for next year. Uh, it's going to be a whole new add-on business. I don't know if I'm going to keep it under the same business name or it's going to be something new, but I'm not going to share too many details yet. Um, but that's my next goal. You know, like, you know, I need to do something with, you know, and then the building part, you know, uh, building these RODI systems. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I need to be stay active. So okay. I'm looking forward to the 23rd because we're taking the whole week off and I'm going to start building some things for some guys out here. What are some of the things you do to spoil your employees? Well, for one, cash bonuses. Oh, wait, did I say that? <laughs> um, cash bonuses. When we go to certain job sites, you know, I'm constantly taking them out to lunch. I'll take them. Hey, you know what? We're going to take a two-hour lunch. There's a little arcade place right here. Let's go have some fun. Uh, like Santa Monica Pier. They have that. There's a lot of restaurants there. We'll go out and, and you know, depending on what we're doing, you know, but I'll take them out, spoil them. Um I'll buy them little gifts, see things that I need. Um, for instance, a lot of them, when they're on the job, here, give me one second. when they're on the job, I see a lot of my guys, not every single one has a pair of headphones. I don't like them wearing the 
in-ear headphones mm -hmm. just because some of them turn their volumes up and when I'm trying to catch your attention, they can't hear me. Or even if it's just a standard hair headphone, they're still going to put you in a position. So got these little... I think I won these on one of those raffles on ITF. Yeah. Remember oh, the Aftershocks? Yeah. yeah. I have some of those. So one of them got a pair because he, he was the only one without headphones. So I got him some. He was happy. A uh, little external speaker. <laughs> so when he's hanging on a chair, he can hang it and listen to his music off of his thing. So, it is, so he doesn't have headphones on. And, and just find things that they, what they like. You know, mo all my guys are guys. And, you know, they love the activities that I do on my personal time off. So I'll invite them with me. Like, hey, you know what? Let's go out of the desert. We're going to go out um, hunting, looking for deer. Uh, no, I don't hunt. Um, <laughs> you know, just finding what they like to do, you know, or, or something. You know, when we went to Orlando, I paid for their skydiving. Um, oh. uh, what else? So I'm taking them. The, uh, the whole crew is going this year to the IWCA convention. I get to see them again. That was fun in Orlando. Yeah, oh, they, told, yeah they told me all yeah, about it. I told them, and I left them a big cash withdrawal there. I said, look, guys, I got to fly back. And, uh, you know, you guys enjoy yourselves. Have fun. I think oh, they, they did. Spent, <laughs> I think they only spent like $300 out of that cash expense I left them. And they're wow. like, you know what? We didn't really need it. We had a good time. And, uh, and everybody. Well, that's because once you get all the IWCA board members drinking for a while, they're <laughs> yeah. getting really generous with their wallets. <laughs> right. And, exactly. And just... That's what they said. Like, you know what, man? The IWCA board members, everybody I've met, they're so generous, man. They kept buying us drinks, taking us to eat. We didn't even have to spend our money. I said, you know, those are those are friends <laughs> that you have right there. You know, people that will treat you places, they'll take you places, they'll teach you, they'll guide you. I said, those are the friends that you want, you know, people that are going to, you respect them. They're going to respect you. They're going to give you your back. And, you know, they're there for you regardless. Um, and that's what we do. But, yep, efficiency is one thing I preach. Um, not everybody can do it. You know, not everybody has the time for it. But we have to make the time for ourselves. We have to make the time to make, to look at our business and say, evaluate and pinpoint what's going wrong. What am I doing wrong? What do I need to do? Yep. Where do I need to stop? And that's it. And then you have to work from there forward. Now, if you know in the back of your head, okay, well, this is what's wrong with my business. This is what I'm doing wrong. But you're not doing anything to correct it. It's never going to change. And change happens with with one. And that's where I took advantage. And, you know, I started building my trucks until today. You know, now there's going to be some new modifications to it. But more efficiency on the job. Nice. And um, I think that's where I'm at. Uh, there's not nothing much more new. Haven't hired no new guys yet. Um, but here we are, another year, saying goodbye to 2022 and looking <laughs> forward to 2023. Crazy. Now. Well, we, we do want to get on because we're already an hour into it. Of course, you know, we, we all get together. We could just pretty much talk all night. You know, <laughs> we're, we always enjoy uh, <laughs> chatting with each other. But we don't, we don't want to end this podcast before we announce the winners of the FOMI of the Year Awards. So, uh, for those who don't know, last year was our kind of inaugural FOMI of the Year Award. Um, it was It's an award given to individuals who are part of the Into the Flow group uh, who exhibit the, the uh, characteristics of that identify us as, a, as the mission that we have, which, of course, is positivity, it's education, it's safety, and philanthropy. And, and so not all of us do all of those things all the time. You know, we, sometimes there are different aspects of it. But as a whole, we hope that all the members of Into the Flow group uh, promote these aspects of our group throughout wherever they may go, whether it's 
in the group itself or it's a, as a part of their business or it's a part of another organization like the IWCA. Um, and so we want to recognize <laughs> individuals who demonstrate those qualities and make sure they, they understand that they're appreciated because typically the people who, who do exhibit these qualities, they're not going to be the kind of the showy people who are, hey, look at me, look what I've done. They're generally the people who are content to kind of sit on the sidelines and, and just kind of put their head down, do the work, help the people they can. And, you know, and that's great. But we just want to make sure that they they, and they know that they're appreciated and that we respect all the, the hard work that they've done and how much that they, they've helped others, too. So let's go ahead and start. Um, Kevin, uh, you had nominated Chris Hartley as your uh, Flomey of the uh, the Year uh, winner. So would you tell us a little bit about him and, and just kind of why you uh, nominated him? Yeah, um, you know, I've had a privilege of chatting with Chris on and off the group. Uh, we'll message every once in a while about some, you know, just que questions and things to to talk about. And one of the things that I've always noticed in the group is not that there's ever a, I, I'd say there's bad questions, but he, all his questions are seem to be really thought out. So it's not like, um, yeah, how can how can I just do something really simple? It's it. It's, what would you bid on this window? <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, it's more of, okay, so how do, what's the best way to attack this particular job or, um, you know, how can I improve type of questions, which is, which is always good when you see someone that is seeking to improve. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the quotes that I love, um, one of my favorites is, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer said, people who are arrogant and cocky say, I know that and move on people who are successful, ask how good am I at that and seek to improve. And I feel that that's one thing that, that Chris does is he's always seeking to improve. And then when other people have questions, um, he's always there with a positive comment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just having that positivity in the group, obviously that's one thing that we have always strived for and we eliminate the negativity anytime that we see it pop up. And it's refreshing to to have somebody there that you don't have to worry about. So um, those were a couple of things that, that stood out to me um, as far as, you know, Chris's participation in the group. And I just felt that he exemplified what, what we are all, you know, here for, and, and that's to help each other and get better at what we do, build people up, not tear them down. So um, he was, he was my nomination. And uh, I'm working on a, a special award just for Chris. We'll we'll talk about it when we when we get done and we get all the awards for this year, kind of, but uh, right. figured out. But I, I'm working on one. We'll we'll talk about it. I'm not going to say what it is, and, uh, <laughs> but it, it's going to be good. Awesome, awesome! Can't wait to see that. Yeah, I, you know what I like about Chris too, because um, he we've we've DM'd each other. I'm sure he's DM'd with you guys as well. Um, there's sometimes people who will DM you who don't really have a lot of respect for your time. Yep. And, uh, you know, Hey, look, you know, they have honest questions. Sometimes they're just excited. It's all it is. It's enthusiasm. And so, you know, I'm trying to, to have my day and run my business and take care of my okay, family. And all that. Okay. All right. I, you know, I just don't want to say it out loud, but, <laughs> but Chris is always, when he asks you the questions, um, it's always with the purpose, kind of like what you mentioned. It's for a specific mm -hmm. reason. It's not just a general <clears throat> chat. So he's he's wanting information, 
but then he gets it and you know if he has follow-up questions he'll ask him but then it's like okay he's good and he goes on he'll apply that information to uh whatever the situation was you know um and, and so i i just it shows a, a lot of respect and it shows uh like you mentioned just a desire to want to improve and yep I mean that that's that's awesome. You know those types of people you want to you want to help whenever you can because they appreciate it, and, and no doubt they're also going to be the people to pass that on to others when someone yep. needs that, that information. Yeah, apply it. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, our next one. Um, so Corey Klimas was nominated by uh, Mike Schneider, and uh, we all agreed that. Corey's is an awesome recipient. He's he's a, those who know he's one of our moderators here in the group. He wasn't able to be with us today, but uh, he certainly exemplifies that. So uh, we're going to have Joel Lamb. He's going to talk to us a little bit about why Corey's a, a wonderful nominee and uh, why we gave him the award this year. Well, I like to say that I had the privilege of meeting Corey in person at the IWCA convention this year. <laughs> And um, just when you meet him, you automatically recognize that he is a humble, cool dude. Uh, we walked around to the different booths together, um, checked out the Unger booths, and we're using different tools. And we even uh, competed alongside each other uh, in the speed contest. And Corey is a person that really does exemplify um, the spirit of what we're trying to do at Into the Flow, uh, be educational be positive. Um, throughout the years that Corey's been moder a moderator, some of the things that he's helped promote and had an active part in promoting is like our physical well-being. You know, it's not specifically about window cleaning, but Corey has always um, taken parts uh, when we tried to do some of the, the past uh, Flowmy workout challenges. And even on his own, he's posted videos about doing stretches and taking care of your health. And um, it's really important because Corey, when he does post on Into the Flow, it's never look at me, look at what I've done. Um, it's either something educational, it's something uh, positive, like he was cleaning windows with a mask on a couple months ago, and it was hilarious. Uh, and it's just stuff it's part of the reason why people I feel come to into the flow because it does. Um, it's, it's a beacon of positivity uh, on the internet, especially um, Corey. He's also somebody that uh, has handled um, situations that might come up as a moderator. Sometimes people uh, in the into the flow group don't always act the way that maybe uh, we're, we're, expecting and requiring of them their behavior. Uh, maybe it's interactions between um, them and somebody else uh, as a part of the group, or maybe they've uh, broken the rules that we've set out. And a few times I've had the privilege of um, being a part of the moderator conversation where we're talking about how are we gonna handle this? And when Corey has handled these situations, he does it, I mean, it is like, it's awesome. <laughs> He, uh, he really sets the example. You don't fight fire with fire necessarily. If somebody is uh, being rude, you don't be rude back to them. You be professional, you be courteous, and you, um, by your actions, display um, what they should, should have been doing. And it's encouraging positivity, not dragging other people down. Uh, I know Kevin uh, gave a statement and about uh, one of the quotes that he likes. One of the ones that I like is, 
Um, never argue with an idiot. They will drag you down into the mud and beat you with years of experience. And I've never seen Corey do that. <laughs> he may have wanted to, but he did not. <laughs> so Corey really exemplifies um, the spirit of, of why we love being a part of this. <clears throat> I agree. There's uh, two two things I wanted to mention about Corey. Um, if you remember from the last um, uh, roundtable that we did, the year-end roundtable, Corey was very open about his struggles with alcoholism. And at that time, he had he was just I think maybe two months of of having a control over it, you know. And uh, when we had the IWC convention in Florida, I got to run with him. During the run, we had really nice conversation about just his what his his determination to stay clean and and to have the balance that's needed, you know. And so I, I just want to mention we we want to remember he's lasted that whole time, you know. He's he's now he's we're going into a year from that good decision, and he's holding he's holding fast on that, and that's really to be commended uh, for him. So uh, yeah, if I had to that. describe Corey in one word, it would be passionate. Whatever, Thank whatever you. he's doing, whatever he's talking about, he's extremely passionate about it. Um, sometimes uh, I, I wish I was that passionate about, about certain things. Like I can be more matter of fact or indifferent to some things. And that, that, so, yeah, if I had to describe him in one word, it would be passionate. Well, that, that's what, that's the second thing I wanted to mention about him is, <laughs> you know, oftentimes we, you know, we get a post in and we've got to determine as a group, hey, do we want this post to go through or not? <laughs> and generally speaking, sometimes there's, most of the time there are things that one, one mod can make a decision and it's done. There was an instance where uh, one of our members had posted a picture and it was a picture that could have been unsafe, you know. And I, I think I had sent a, a message to the group. It was real early or something and no one had responded. So I went ahead and removed the picture and Corey was really upset and, and not, not just necessarily because I made a decision apart from the group. He was upset because he was worried that, that, that Flomi who made that post might've been hurt or offended that we took down that picture. And he did like, Kevin said he just made a very passionate defense for the, the inclusion of this picture. And, um, you know, I ended up writing an apology <laughs> to the guy and I sent him and I said, I'm sorry, I took it down. I didn't think it was a big deal, you know, and it really wasn't, it wasn't, he didn't even know what happened. He didn't even know we had taken it down, but I, he helped me to see in that particular instance that there was more things to think about other than just a black and white decision <laughs> and I made what I thought was the safe decision. Corey wanted us to make the decision that was kind of had the justice behind it. You know, he was looking at it through the eyes of the poster and, and I was looking at it as the, through the eyes of a mod. And so I think that's what's really cool about our group our, of moderators is we've got all those different perspectives that we can all throw together and we come out with whatever comes out is 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 been thought of, you know. And we don't always make the right decision, but I think, you know, we're, we're a good 98%, I'd say, a success rate. Uh, and so I just, he's a big part of that, is his, his, his not being afraid to speak up for things that are important to him. And that helps us to, to have the flavor that we have in the group with everybody's opinions and everyone's um, ideas and thoughts uh, in that. So he's, he's absolutely a vital part in, in a way that I don't think a lot of people who are Flomies realized. So 
I hope he goes to the convention. I think he's not, right? I no, he's, he's not going to be able to make this one. Yeah, My daughter's bummer. birthday. I remember now. Yeah, it's a bummer. We're going to miss him this year. But uh, Oh, he said that you, you could run with me, Nando. So um, in place of him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take. I'm going to go buy me a pair of rollerblades. And I haven't rollerbladed in over 20 years, I think. Oh, man. I think okay. I'll risk doing that instead of running. There you go. That's, that's probably a good policy. All right. Well, uh, next we have uh, Dan Renard. Uh, Dan has been in the group almost from the beginning. I don't know if it's exactly from the beginning, but pretty early on. And if you know Dan, he is just one of those guys. He is just a big, lovable bear. Um, I first met him. We did a, a charity clean in uh, Savannah. And uh, I, I meet, talked to him on ITF all the, you know, for probably a year, year and a half already. So um, I knew him in that in that sense. But to work with him, and now you want to talk about passion. He's got passion in a different way. He yep. has a drive to to help people and, and to support organizations that help people. And I just can't to, until you talk with him and you have dinner with him and you see how much it influences everything he does in his life, from his family to the friends he makes to the things he does, even on vacation, he's thinking about how can this help other people? And uh, in the group, you ever, you ever see him comment, it's gonna be a positive comment, it's gonna be a supportive comment. Um, he's always there to not only just lend to, you know, comfort someone or to offer a word of encouragement, but he's always good for a laugh too. He's one of the funnier uh, Flomies that we have in our group. And uh, he, his personality is almost, that is what you would, if you think of a Flomi, that's who you think of. It's just yep. someone who is giving kind, uh, to, you know, is not afraid to, to laugh at himself, but at the heart, he wants to help other people. And uh, that's why we uh, wanted to nominate uh, Dan. He's just been uh, an exemplary person of, of someone who's unselfish and has a lot of reasons to not be, you know, and, and yet he's still, that's, that's who he is. He's just someone who wants to give. And, uh, yeah. And if you ever want a really good time, come to the IWCA convention and hang out with Dan. Get dinner he, with Dan. He, at the IWCA. Yeah. He is so passionate about being there and just, you'll never see him without a smile on his face. And it, it is just, if you're, if you're having a bad day, just go see Dan. It's, <laughs> it's all, it's all good. I think we're gonna to have to make a class dance therapy session. Dance therapy. <laughs> there you go. Dance couch. I feel like yeah, dinner with Dan sounds dinner good. Dinner with Dan. That's I think better. that could be a thing. He that could be, might a, be thing. a thing. Yeah. We can add it as an auction item for the IWC. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. $150 credits with uh, Dan Renard. There you yeah. go. There you go. There you I go. love it. I love it. I'm sure we could convince him to do that too. <clears throat> Okay, our next uh, uh, winner is Luis Martinez, and we're going to have uh, Feba. He's going to uh, share with us why he was nominated. Well, I, I want to apologize right now. I thought we were nominating the Silly Goose Award. <laughs> we are. I didn't. Oh, his <laughs> yeah, award we are. say Silly we, we Goose just had to be, I guarantee We had that. to be somewhat <laughs> correct with it and say that it was actually a Flomi Award, but it's no, yeah. it's the Silly Goose Award. I appreciate y'all making me feel better about that. Um, <laughs> I I nominated Luis um, because, you know, he also stands out for me in terms of of the the core values of 
what we have at ITF. Um, he's positive. Uh, he really promotes safety, uh, philanthropy and community. Um, one of the things that I have taken note of is that there's a real gap in the Spanish community, Spanish speaking community in terms of safety. And so I've, I've seen him uh, share, make an effort to share some, some videos and some translations to help um, safety um, go deeper into the Spanish community. Because right now, I think we all know that it's, you know, OSHA is not written, you know, it, it's not, and that doesn't necessarily, um, it's not translated very well. And so he has taken and made an effort to train his people uh, in terms of safety, as well as his help to um, just highlight, you know, help to translate with uh, make folks, it accessible. make it more accessible, mm -hmm. which is huge because uh, right now there's, there's a, a large community that can, can go through the OSHA training, but not necessarily understand it very in depth how important it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's, he's making a good push in that direction. Um, there was a, a couple of posts that I've seen him do where he has made the effort to share uh, free cleans for, for folks in his community, in his community. So he recognizes that perhaps, you know, uh, uh, clean windows aren't necessarily uh, a luxury for just every, anyone that can just those that can afford it. You know, it's like, Hey, uh, I'm sharing this luxury feeling with you, the feeling of clean windows. And he's made it a point to, to try to, um, give that gift of, of that feeling to folks that may not be able to afford it. Um, and he also tells a nice little story about some kids who, uh, not kids, but, you know, 18, 19 year old kids that beat him out on a, it was like a three or bid. And um, instead of being frustrated and irritated about the fact that he missed out on this bid, he, it, it helped to remind him what it was like to keep grinding, to, to stay, you know, to not let yourself be complacent. And so he's taken it upon himself to continue to mentor these, these kids that are, are out there just grinding and he's kind of helping with that energy and he's helping to guide uh, other cleaners in the community, basically. Um, and so that's mainly why I wanted to nominate Luis. He's, he's always been, um, a funny and and caring person from from my perspective, and I think that he is he helps to make into the flow what it is. So, yeah. Oh, he's funny. All right. What did you get into? <laughs> what did you get in a conversation with him after he's had like you know three or four whiskey sours? Silly <laughs> goose. He's a perfect example too of of someone that you know that that you you talk to and you provide educational information, advice and all that. And he applies it. He goes out there and mm -hmm. he applies it. He's one of those other guys along with, you know, other members of the ITF that have done it and have proven that it's helped. And now I'm going to turn around and go help someone else. So okay. that's, that's, that's the type of chain ITF is built for. Yeah. Or we're trying yeah. One other thing about his. We already had 935 people. Yep. 935. But what, one other thing good. about his, his outreach efforts with the Spanish-speaking community, um, he, you know, he's he's already had uh, like you know, he's posted videos on on uh, um, YouTube for the IWCA, and he's he's getting you know 
they're going back to him. They're not they're not messaging the IWCA asking mm-hmm. for information. They're messaging him. So he's almost kind of become this liaison for the IWCA. And he's got these, you know, single owner operators who never in a million years would have ever thought to why why join the IWCA. And he's helped them to see that you know, there's a place for them in this organization. Even yeah. they may be just single owner operator or maybe only have you know two other employees besides themselves. Um, there's there's a group of Spanish business owners within the IWCA that they can they can turn to for mentorship. And that's been just, this is just the start. I mean, we've got other plans for, for 2023, but to be able to reach that crowd, not only for the safety app, but just to help them to learn how to get the education to be profitable business owners that they need. You know, I mean, it's it's going to change and then starting with the efforts that Luis is putting forth. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Pretty excited to see what's going to have to come about. All right, so our next winner uh, was uh, Brandy Harper. So we're going to have Sarah share a little bit about the stuff that Brandy does. Uh, not many people may know know her. She's been a phony for a little while, but we're going to have Sarah share why uh, she's deserving of this award. So um, like I was saying, not everyone knows Brandy, but Brandy is a absolute powerhouse that has helped the window cleaning industry in such amazing ways, and she does it so modestly. Um, She is one of the members of the IWCA board, and she works tirelessly on everything from uh, membership to helping with posting and creating just like a lot of the work that goes into the convention to everything she is doing it. And not only that, but she is the she is the owner of her company halo which is a really large company and she's making it all happen she's a single mom of two amazing boys and um just to give you an idea of how selfless she is you know very sadly her mother passed away last year and even during some of these very difficult times She's been there for the window cleaning industry day in and day out, pushing to make things happen. And so um, and she doesn't post a lot about herself. All Everything she posts is uh, IWCA related, you know, stuff to promote the industry, stuff to promote safety. And, you know, she's, I think sometimes um, people like her, they they don't expect a pat on the back. They don't expect that recognition and they often don't get it. But I think we felt as a group that somebody needs to say, hey, this lady <laughs> is doing amazing and huge things and and we need to acknowledge her in that. And I'm, um, I've met her uh, quite a few times now. Um, I interviewed uh, her company for one of these podcasts and she even made the time to come meet with me in, uh, in Texas. So, you know, they live, I think out in Georgia, but she actually came out, you know, cause they, they travel and do window cleaning, sat with me and we had this amazing conversation and she's, she is nonstop. There is no quit in her. I wish I could be more like her for sure. Yeah. Brandy's uh, 
She sure does fly under the radar, but Brandy, you have been exposed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you, you, most people for sure don't see everything that she does. Mm -mm. She's on the board. She's on the executive board for the IWCA. So um, she will be president in a few years. And she does a lot of work, a lot of work. She's on almost every committee. She's on, she co-chairs the social media committee with me. She's on the membership committee. She co-chairs that um, convention committee. And, and she does a ton of work. And I was talking to Joe the other day about, um, he does a lot of the stuff for the convention too. And I'm like, man, I don't even know how you keep it up. And he just sent one word brandy <laughs> so you know there's there's just a lot of things that go on behind the scenes um brandy doesn't like the spotlight i pinned her down to a couple of pictures last year at the convention and that's about all you're going to get um and she'll never be one to talk about herself but again from most people you may not even know that she's in the group because she she's generally pretty quiet on social media but um there's a lot that goes on in the <laughs> window cleaning community that she's a part of that again most people will just never see yep and and, and you know we don't we, we try to do work in conjunction with the iwca and we know as anything with into the flow if we need something from iwca we ask brandy because we know it's going to get done we can yep. send emails to a bunch of other people but if we send one to brandy it's going to get done it'll get to the right person that needs to get that email so uh, we really appreciate everything that she she's done for the group. So awesome. Okay, so our next one is Mike Schneider. So um, Mike, so he he's got a unique situation. Um, he was one of the original Flomies. He came pretty early in, and if you know Mike, he's just one of those super nice guys. Just one of the guys that if you were to meet, like at uh, um, you know. Your, your kids playing football or, and you're talking with dad, they're like, Oh, that's, that's the guy I want to go hang out with. I want him to come over and have a barbecue at my house with my family. Super nice, friendly. Now Mike is no longer cleaning windows. So he had been a window cleaner on the company for a long time. He had this vision of starting this junk, this junk place. Right. And what's it, what's it called? I, I forget. It's like, I think it's junk squad. Maybe junk squad. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is junk squad. So he, he started from scratch and he, from all appearances, he is doing really well. He's enjoying it. You know, it was a change of pace that he needed. Now, most people, once your company is no longer a window cleaner, window cleaning, you wouldn't feel a really need to be around other window cleaners anymore. You certainly wouldn't feel a need to mentor other window cleaners anymore or to offer opinions or guidance and certainly not stay in a group and participate that has nothing to do with your current industry. But that's not who Mike is. Mike, like Dan, is just one of those, the giving <clears throat> is inside of him. And he wants to be where the positivity is at. And he's, he says to me, I think he even wrote it in, in the comment section on, on their nomination post. He says, y'all are gonna have to kick me out. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> he, he, loves, yeah. he loves the feel, he loves the people in the ITF. And he just, he loves the general vibe. And so even though he's no longer in our industry, his desire to be a part of one, helping others, but two, to be a part of the successes of the people that he's known, you know, 
I was DMing with him after the nomination and he was just thanking us for thinking about him. And I said, man, you're such a part of, of our group, you know? And he, he just was, you know, he exudes what the group is. And so he wants to stay a part of it in that way, you know? And I mean, what is that? That's unselfish. That's again, that's someone who is yep. just giving of himself. He's, he, he has, he's a busy, you know, man, he's a husband, he's a father. Uh, he's got a lot of things that he's got going on in his life other than just business stuff. And yet he wants to be a part of this. And he keeps saying, he's like, oh, I can't wait till one of these days my wife gets to meet all of you guys who I keep telling everybody about because they all know, they know his names, you know, several different Flomies. He's like, I'm telling her she probably, you know, knows you guys better than most people would because I told them about <laughs> you guys all the time. And uh, so, you know, hey, we're, we're part of his family already. So we might as well keep them as part of our family uh, as long as we can. And yeah, one of these days I'm going to have dinner with him and his wife because they're they're only a couple hours away from us, and they there's a restaurant in the city that we do a lot of work in oh, that go. they love. So one of these days I'm going to pin Mike and Padlow down, and we're all gonna they're all going to come up this way, and we're gonna we're all going to have dinner and have a foamy dinner up here. So yeah, well, we keep yeah. we keep telling him he has to come to one of the IWC conventions soon, even though he's not a window cleaner, just so he can right. Hey, once a window cleaner, always a window cleaner. <laughs> there you go. That's the truth. <laughs> all right. So I think that was all. Oh, the I think that's it. That's right? the end. I think we're going to yeah, no, no, Wait a minute. No, hold no, on. No, hold on. Oh, no, we're, we're there's one more. Wait, wait, we got Someone one more. Missing. Yeah, there's one more, <laughs> and your right. laptop battery is not going to die, Gabe, because no, I know it's oh. plugged in. It is. It's like. 10%. So I can't, that's all we need. Yeah. So uh, there was a couple of us that nominated Gabe and uh, he wanted just so everybody knows he wanted to back out of that. He's like, no, let's, let's let everybody else have the limelight. No, we're not going to do that. I made the executive decision in the mod chat that it was going to go through and well, you know what I say goes. So here we are. (laughs) uh, Here we are. So uh, we all agreed and that Gabe is one of the things that one of the people that kind of holds everything together. And uh, there's many a time in the mod chats that we're like, this has got to go and this is bad. And and here comes the voice of reason. It's called Gabe glue, Gabe glue. Here comes the voice of reason to calm everyone down and be like, all right, fellas and gals, let's think about this for a minute. So, um, and then of course, not to mention being active in the group and and helping to promote all the admin duties and moderator duties. So um, Gabe, we all thank you. And I'm, I know everybody's going to agree with us that uh, I don't think we could do it without you. So you're 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 winning an award too we just have we're gonna have to create a separate group without gabe to come up with what we are going to do for the flomey award actually gabe is absolutely i feel like you're the heart of our group in so many ways um not only are you always helping like everyone like I can't tell you how many times where I've had people say like like they were going through a hard time but then they talked to Gabe and he helped them get through it whether it was through their business or personal or family um including us uh he works 
tirelessly on this ITF podcast that would not exist if it weren't for him. And I feel and like now the, the IWCA us, podcast and now the IWCA podcast and Gabe's corner and uh, American <laughs> cleaning magazine. And I love reading his articles and I love hearing what he has to say. And he is someone who's truly selfless, who really believes in the power and the good that this industry can bring and how it changes lives. And I just feel super honored to be able to call him a friend. And um, you're amazing. I agree. Let me add a little something on top of that. Here, here. Gabe, you are an inspiring person. Somebody that, you know, once they meet you, you're, you're someone to be respected. Someone that knows a lot and can teach a lot. And we can pick at you and build our own little something out of, we can build our own little mini Gabe and say, <laughs> here's my mini Gabe right here. You know, based on everything that you've shared, you're just like Brandy. You're, you know, you, you're you're not going to highlight yourself. And I told the whole group, I said, Gabe is not going to do that, but we recognize that we know you are the rock to this foundation. And without you, we wouldn't be sitting here year after year talking about uh, everyone else's successes, but yours. And I'll say one more thing. If there's one word I would use to describe Gabe, it's respectable. He's somebody that practices what he preaches when it comes to selflessness uh, I'm sure every single one of us here has been helped by Gabe. Uh, he's also uh, focused on safety, training, the industry, and people. He's interested in people. So you're very respectable. That's what I think. And uh, I think you deserve to be one of the winners of this award. Absolutely. I also think he should be, I don't know, I voted for him, but I think he should be like, get that IWCA award too. But that's just <laughs> Personally, I'm speechless. Everyone here has said just about all the things that I've wanted to say as well. Uh, Dave's <laughs> awesome. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely motivates me to be a better person. Um, and I, I look to you in your, your example, and I'm sometimes just amazed that you keep going and you keep doing it. Um, with with all this going on with the family, uh, you know, challenges that you described earlier, and um, just I'm I'm honored to be you know a fellow Flomi and, and honored to know you, and I'm honored to um, to help keep pushing this ITF flow you know down the you know into the community into the window cleaning community with you. So I'm honored to to know you. I feel like we need Graceless to say, what would Gabe do? What would Gabe do? Yeah. yeah. Like every time I feel like I have a really hard decision for business. They used to want Graceless to say, what would Kevin do? But then it kept getting him in trouble. <laughs> so I, I Kevin's think on it, one hand. He's got the bracelet I, I think it. I think what would Gabe do is, is much better because you're not going to get near as much trouble as you will <laughs> think of what I would do. <laughs> well, I don't think Kevin's this on is fair because all, all the other winners didn't have to sit here and listen to it in person. So this is, uh, it, is <laughs> it is embarrassing, but it is also very much an honor. Um, you know, when we formed this group and we became our, the mods who we were, um, there was really no thought <laughs> put to it, right? No, nope, not, not a single one. Who was available 
who was the sucker who said yes? And we <laughs> said yes, and we did it. And then, you know, of course, we added Nando, we added Joel, we added Corey, and some left. Um, but this this crew that we have left here as mods, um, <clears throat> you know, I pretty much in everything that I do, I try to be a reflector. Um, so that's why I try to hang around good people, because I know if I'm around good people, then that gives me the opportunity to reflect their goodness off to others. So I think sometimes, um, I don't know, I, I, I feel uncomfortable accepting the praise because I feel a lot of that is just things that have been given to me that have been reflected back. And I think people see in, in others what they, you know, in their mentors, what they want to see. And so kind of, I always think of my job is how good of a mirror can I be to that, you know, and we're all, we all have, we all excel in different areas of that. And in ITF, that's always what I wanted to be is just um, to the, the concept of ITF and the ideals of it are so needed in our industry um, that my whole goal is how, what can I do to make sure that that mirror continues to reflect out to others? And hopefully the people who have those same ideals see the reflection and then they come and join us. Um, and hopefully the people who need to hear the ideals and need it to get by or to make progress or to overcome a problem, they see it and then they get comfort, you know, and to, to know that, I'm a mirror amongst many other mirrors. That means that the light's even that much more brighter. So, um, yeah, you just need to take the award, Gabe. You're an inspiration <laughs> to a lot of people, and, and uh, I think I think you're down to one percent. <laughs> I am down. To 1%. <laughs> but, this is the time um, where you disconnect, sir. But no, truly, truly, I I absolutely 100 percent believe in ITF, and that's why I'm still a part of it, even though I accepted a long time ago, very reluctantly. In fact, I said no, and then um, I, I think Cody was the one who begged me to come in, and uh, I can't came back. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be a mod. And I'm so glad that I did because, man, it's been such a neat experience. And uh, look forward to continuing working with you guys. And uh, it is it is an honor too. So thank you so much. All you guys are are awesome. And I think you're right about it. I think you're right about it being like a uh, shining light to other people that it, it brings in those people who have those same values and we've grown every year. And I'm so excited that we have, what was it? 935 members now getting close to that thousand. Mm-hmm. And even despite the size of the group, we've still managed to, to keep that soul and yeah. that purpose, you know, what, that original tension we had, which I'm so excited and happy about. And, and a lot of that's because of you, Gabe. <laughs> and just always remember, it's not the size of the group. It's the magic in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> now, you know what we do need on a T-shirt? And who's doing that? Padlo now, right? Padlo. Yeah. T-shirts? We need to yep. put Gabe's on it. Caption: What would Gabe do? <laughs> I will yeah. buy one of those shirts. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, we'll have to have Padlo work on something. It's more like a caricature, caricature 
you yeah. know, so the 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 Bumble mustache head. is highlighted <laughs> immensely. There you go, a uh, flashy with the flash behind him. Maybe him on a track saying, "What would Gabe do?" Holding a taco, holding a taco, yeah, holding a taco, taco, squeegee. 40 degree with a taco in one hand and an iterate in the other hand. Oh, the ideas are going to be countless, Gabe. We got so many. Oh, oh, I can't wait till Padlo watches this. I think this, this is a great time to have this podcast. We're more Throughout oh. the growth of the ITF, what I have found, you know, the more that the more people that join in, it, it's becoming like a museum of the industry where mm. you go in and there is just so much information to anything you need to know from you know, from the hospital side, from the construction sites, from the the desert life, like, you mm -hmm. know, different parts of the world, you know, cold climates, hot climates, rainy climates and seasons, you know, there is just so much that this group offers. One question that I, I told my son, I don't know, I think most of you guys are aware now that he started, he's starting his business in, in Arizona. And he recently, you guys don't mind if I share the quick story? Okay. He recently lost his his job where he was a a, a tech. Uh, he he did the systems for the banking, the networks, and he <coughs> lost his job. And he caused me really worry, you know, because you're like, I'm gonna go home right now. What am I gonna tell my wife? He's like, well, you know, he has a daughter, and 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 I told him, I said, well, you this is this is the point. This is your point right now, where you're gonna prove to yourself what are you gonna do with with life? You know, like, do you want to move on and 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 continue this nine to five job or do you want to start a window cleaning he's been doing it slowly on the weekends and saturdays and sundays he's he's subbed out with another company right now in arizona he is grinding he is grinding. he's purchased i sent him a, a, a gardener pool um i told him i will not accept anything else if i ever see him using something else i'm going to take him out of my will um but i kid you not this kid He's every Monday through Friday right now. He's out there grinding three days out of the week. He's grinding for someone. And then the other two days he's focusing on, on you know, he already built his brand. Very good brand that he's made, obviously, with a little bit of help of his dad. But I, I've led him on to the ITF. I said, look, I know you're not going to want to ask me everything. I mean, if you do, I'll be more than happy to, to provide you the information. But join the ITF. Get in there, ask your questions. And I said, and, and get a hold of Gabe because he's on your side of town. So he's going to know your area a lot more than me. And I said, but get out there. And he's he's really killing it. And that's a prime example of getting things done right at the moment when you first start. Build your efficiency. That's where he's at. And that's one of my proud moments this year. End of year. <laughs> awesome. awesome, guys. Well, we're, we're pushing two hours as we always do just because we, we just love each other. And I really do love you guys very we much. We don't talk to each other too much. Yeah, we, we, we take advantage of this time when we got it. But, uh, well, homies, we thank you guys. You guys are what make the group awesome. Please keep the positivity coming. Please keep the mentoring and the helping and the posting. All of that makes a big difference. And uh, we know that we have uh, 2023 is going to be just as great. We're going to continue growing with the right people. And uh, we're going to be able to continue spreading our message uh, to wherever we can go. So thanks so much. Y'all have a great day. You guys have a take care. We'll see you next year. And as always, blow on.